Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dental Doc Talk Radio. My name is Jonathan Moffat, and with me, as always, is Max Gocher. Today, we are excited to have a special guest with us. He's a bright young man named Colin Receiver, and Colin's company is called Smartbox Web Marketing. You can find Colin's company at www.smartboxwebmarketing.com. Now, you may be asking yourself, there's a lot of marketing guys out there, a lot of website guys out there, why Colin? Well, I met Colin a few months ago in April in Destin, Florida, and was very impressed with his depth of knowledge in um, web optimization and not only web optimization but how to optimize your website and drive new patients at a very affordable uh, rate. And um, me as a business owner and that was something that I thought was uh, pretty impressive. But what's more impressive is that uh, Colin actually does what he says he can do. So. Uh, I, like I said, I just met Colin in April and I've been very impressed. But Max, you've known Colin for uh, quite a while, is that correct? Yeah, I guess I first met Colin 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, his dad actually is a dentist, and we did some work with his dad back years ago. And I think on one of my visits to his dad's office, I was having some computer problems, and he said, uh, Let my son Colin take a look at it. He could probably fix it. And sure enough, he did in about five minutes, I think. So. He's been, uh, you know, not only involved in all things Internet for a long time, but, he, again, growing up in a family with his dad as a dentist uh, gives him, I think, a little bit different perspective from maybe a lot of his competitors out there doing what they're doing with websites and search engine optimization and all of those kind of things. So, uh Colin? Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate your time. Yeah. So, Colin, what what do you see is the is the biggest um, when you sit down and talk to guys? Where are you seeing they, these these doctors, these dentists are, need the most help when you when you're talking to a new dentist, not a client? Uh, maybe they, maybe they have a website up. Maybe they've done they're doing a little bit of marketing. But where are you seeing the the biggest, uh, you know, where these guys need the most help? Yeah, great question. Um, uh, you know, a lot of guys have a lot of successful aspects already in place in their marketing campaign. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of dentists have a, a good website. Um, you know, maybe they have, uh, they've had phone training in their office, and they have a lot of successful aspects already rolling, but they're just not happy with, the results they've been getting. Um, generally, what we find is that, you know, when we're looking at a, a web marketing campaign that maybe they've done some search engine optimization on, uh, they've done, uh, you know, they've built a website in, in the past, and they, they've got a few of the aspects, and they're just missing uh, some pieces along the way. There's, there's cracks that these patients are falling into uh, that keeps them from moving from, uh, you know, the search engine to their website to turning them into a phone call and, of course, into a paying patient. Um, and that's that's the biggest complaint we get is, uh, you know, hey, I've got this website and it just doesn't generate any results. It's it's not doing anything for us. Uh, and uh, that's where uh, we are able to help lots of dentists is turning what they have or, or taking them from the ground up in many cases 
uh, from zero to hero, as we call it, uh, from wherever they are to wherever they need to be with using their website as a true marketing tool that is going to pull in patients, um, you know, not just uh, selling them a shovel, but actually doing the digging for them and, and showing them how to use it as a marketing tool to leverage it to get an ROI. Um, you know, that's, that's what it comes down to. It, marketing is about ROI. It's not uh, an expense. It's uh, when done properly, of course, it's, it is an investment that uh, pays for itself uh, several times over at minimum. Okay. Yeah, so, Colin, what, I'll tell you what I see a lot of, and I know you probably do as well. Uh, well, let me preface that by saying, you know, if I go back uh, 12, 15 years ago, uh, I was getting a question a lot from dentists is, do I need a website? Do I need a website? And, you know, that went on for maybe five years or so. I rarely anymore find a practice without a website, but, you know, what those websites look like and and what they do for the practice varies all over the map. But what I still see a lot of is that, you know, it's an office that, yeah, they jumped in, they got a website, you know, say anywhere from five to ten years ago, but they haven't really done anything to it since then. I mean, yeah, it's a website, but like you said, it's not its not really generating any business for the practice. So, mm-hmm. You know, the, what the landscape... You Go ahead. The landscape constantly changing, and I, I know that's a, a theme that, that all of the marketing companies drive home, but it, you know, it's really the reality. Um, Ten years ago, most docs didn't even have a website. The few that had the website, uh, you know, the fast movers uh, were the ones that were taking the lion's share of the the market share, the the, the patients that were searching online eight, ten years ago. Um, nowadays, you know, most docs have a website of some sort. Um, you know, we see a lot of docs that have three, four, five, six, ten websites even. Uh, and they are doing all kinds of aggressive marketing with it. Um, the landscape in today's world is, uh, you know, whereas 10 years ago, if you just had a website, you were ahead of the curve. Uh, nowadays, that's almost the, the status quo. You know, everybody has a website. Um, you know, some guys, you know, the technology has evolved so far that there's even tools out there that, you can build your own website in in a short period of time uh, without even hiring a marketing person. Uh, but with that, you know, with the the expansion of the technology and and the ease of setting all that up, um, well, now you have to find a way to go one step above that. Ten years ago, you went one step up and you had a website. Now, well, what's the next step? You have to find some way to differentiate yourself uh, because, you know, patients are searching out there and they see 25 doctors in their area that have a website. Well, what is it that makes that patient choose Dr. X over Dr. Y? Um, so you have to have the mechanics, have the system in place, not, not just a website that talks about what you do, but have something that makes you stand out in the patient's mind 
um, to you know to appeal to that patient. Uh, and there's there's lots of different ways to do that, but it's it's evolved that you know simply just having a website, quote unquote, is you know the accepted standard. People go to the web to you know find your contact information. Uh, you know you look at Google. Uh, Google several years ago they started with their local places initiative, and essentially what Google did was uh, they went to the yellow pages and they essentially copied everything that's in the yellow pages and they plugged it into their Google local places. So they uh, have the largest uh, quote unquote yellow pages phone book directory. Um, that is, you know, always changing, always updating. And they essentially created 160 million websites for every small business in America. Uh, you know, if you go to Google, whether you know it or not, whether you have um, claimed it, whether you have, you have gone to Google and said, you know, that's my business, let me edit that information, let me soup up that listing, you have a web page out there on Google that's floating around. Uh, it might have your correct information. It might not. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, in today's world, uh, and Google's not the only one that's done that. You've got, you know, Google and City Search and, and Yellow Pages is online now. Um, all the yellow books are online. And that's where, yeah, that's where people search. Uh, people look online to find resources they need. People look online to um, look for the answers to questions that they have. Uh, whether it's, you know, looking for a local provider or if it's looking to educate themselves about what kind of provider they might need or what options are best for them. Um, so, Colin, the, you, you yeah. made, sorry, Colin, you, you, made, you made a comment earlier about, uh, you know, a web, when you were talking about the doctor's websites and good website. What makes a good web, what makes a good website? What is what does a good website look like? What should a good website have, and what should a good website not have? Well, uh, in terms of being Google friendly, in today's world, you've got to have lots of content. Um, you know, there, there's different definitions of good. Um, I'll start with Google good because you have to be friends with Google if you want to be found on the internet. Uh, you know, patients don't know who you are, they have to find, they have to have a way of finding you. In the past, they had a little book that sat in their drawer that they opened up to the dentist page and, you know, flipped through there and the guy with the the cutest ad or the biggest ad or the first ad in some cases uh, was the guy they called. Now people go to Google. Uh, so you have to play ball with Google. Um, Google wants to see websites that are going to keep their people happy. Uh, so if you, you know, if you turn the tables, Google's a company, Google's a business, and Google makes their money through selling advertising. Uh, that's, you know, that's, if you break it down to very simple terms, Google sells advertising on, the, on its search pages. You know, when you search Google, you see those sponsored listings at the top and down the right-hand side, um, and that is by and far the vast majority of Google's revenue. Um, and if you want to appear in those places, now, of course, you can do pay-per-click and you can hop to the top um, very quickly, but it gets very expensive very fast. And I'll, I'll circle back on that a little bit later. But playing ball with Google, Google wants to keep their searchers happy. The 
more people it, it satisfies, the more times the consumer is going to come back to Google, you know, versus their competition, Yahoo or Bing um, or any of the other search engines. So Google strives to deliver a high-quality result. And Google says that uh, from what it sees, websites that have lots of content, lots of original, unique content, websites that are updated regularly, websites that have lots of multimedia components, Google says statistically that when it delivers a search result, when it puts a website number one, that has a lot of good content, all those things I listed, that that consumer is happy. So that's essentially what you have to do. Google wants to see its customers happy, like any good business would do. Uh, so playing ball with Google means giving them what they want, uh, putting out a lot of content, uh, multimedia, video on your website. Um, that is what the modern consumer wants to see online. Uh, and, you know, a good website, uh, a successful website, has those those features, those aspects uh, that are done well. Uh, when Google sees new content and it's well optimized, it has all the keywords that people are searching for, then they're going to rank you higher and, you know, show you to more people, you get more exposure, and it's a, a compounding effect. <clears throat> um, now, sorry, Colin, I, so you, you made a comment that marketing is all about ROI, right? And I think, and I correct. agree with you. I don't know that there's anyone that wouldn't agree with you. In fact, you know, could, many would say, in fact, that's the business we're kind of all in, right, Max? You're, same thing with okay. you. We don't, okay. we don't produce results as a consultant. If we don't produce results as a, uh, you know, as a financial uh, planner, then uh, our, we're going to lose clients. So it's all about return on investment, and then think that's where it needs to be. So you made the comment that uh, you know, new patients should be generated from from the website and and the online marketing that these guys are doing, whether it's through Facebook and through some other medias. Um, how many new patients should these guys be getting with their uh, website and uh, and online marketing? And if you want to break those up into two separate pieces, that's fine. But you know, how many how many new patients should these guys be getting from their website? And that that brings up a, a number of good points. And and the first thing that sticks out in my mind is how are you tracking what's successful? Um, you know, I, there's a lot of companies out there that when they're doing the optimization and they build you a website, the only report you get at the end of the month is, you know, hey, you had 300 visitors on your website. Um, and, you know, many dentists, maybe not knowing any better, have accepted that as acceptable. Um, but the truth is, the reality is that, you know, dentists, whether you're a corporate dentist or or a privately owned dentist across the board in the service industry, you're not an Amazon.com selling little widgets. Uh, you know, there's not a buy it now button on your website. And hits and clicks on your website, while, you know, it does give you a a, a marker for, you know, you are getting traffic or you're not getting traffic, it, it doesn't really show you what what kind of ROI you have. Uh, you know, people in the service industry, myself included, uh, we produce ROI when our phone rings. Dentists aren't getting any new patients if their phone's not ringing. So that's how we judge our success is based on how many phone calls we can send to a particular dentist. Uh, we have, you know, several packages. Some dentists are more aggressive than others. Uh, but generally speaking on 
we have a, a an intro package, our Web 3.0 package. Uh, within three to six months, uh, we see anywhere from 30 to 60 phone calls uh, in a given month coming from the web marketing that we do. Um, you know, uh, going forward with that, um, we had a client last month who's been with us for about 18 months on our Web 3.0 package. He had 164 phone calls from his website and his web marketing last month. So as you continue to do things right online, uh, as you continue to use, you know, what's called a white hat tactic, that's a buzzword in the industry, uh, you know, do things the way Google wants to see it done the right way, um, you know, Google continues to promote you, you get your website elevated to more number one positions, um, and, you know, it, it's that compounding effect. Uh, the more, the better Google ranks you, the more patients see you, the more patients call you, um, and, you know, when one of the biggest metrics that Google looks for is when they deliver a search result and a consumer clicks on, say, your website, if that consumer clicks back right away, Google looks at that very negatively. And it, you know, it makes sense. They, they obviously didn't deliver a good search result if that person clicked back and, you know, went back and researched again. So as you you know, get more number one rankings. You you continue to move up uh, the the totem pole, so to speak, and uh, uh, Google looks upon that more favorably and more favorably. Okay, does that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, is there an is there a number? In other words, do you have a number or a benchmark that you kind of say to a doctor, "Hey, doc, if you're not getting uh, you know ten new patients." a month or five new patients a month from your online marketing efforts, then uh, it's time to rethink, you know, the strategy. Is there, is there, you know, is there a number? I know you said there's a couple different ways to measure that, but, you know, at the bottom line, these guys are going to measure it as uh, how many new patients are walking through that door that came from uh, some sort of, you know, from, from their online marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of it depends upon what kind of patients the, the doctors are looking for. Um, you know, and there's a lot of different tactics uh, some dentists are, uh, you know, just looking for the, the bread and butter and, you know, they're wanting a, a lot of new patients coming in and uh, a, a steady flow that they can move through and, and they have, you know, maybe one, two, three doctors uh, in their practice. Uh, and that type of marketing uh, obviously is going to have, you know, more new patients than, say, if you're a, a specialist or if you're only looking for Invisalign or implant cases. Uh, if you're, you're drilling down into a niche, uh, you know, you're going to have a higher case size, a higher uh, value per patient, but a lower volume. Um, so it, it's really going to depend on specific situations. Uh, okay. You know, if, if you're spending, um, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month, three, four thousand dollars a month on your online marketing, uh, and you're not generating um, you know, let's look at the numbers. You know, the the overhead in your practice uh, being somewhere uh, 50 to 60, maybe even higher than that, depending on how optimized your internal processes are. Um, you know, if you're not getting three or four to one on the money you're spending, you're not covering your overhead. Uh, you know, if you're just getting two to one on your money, you're just paying your expenses. So, you know, sit down and look at your own numbers. Um 
you know, a lot of times a successful marketing campaign doesn't mean that you're doing everything wrong. Um, you know, a, a bucket does have some solid walls on it, but you have a hole on one side that's leaking water out. Uh, using good tracking methods, uh, using call tracking, to, you can narrow down and find out where the leaks are in your marketing campaign, and you can stick a plug in it. Um, you know, sometimes uh, docs will have a, a several marketing campaigns going. One or two of them are going great, and they've got maybe another one or two that are, are just draining money. And it looks like overall that their marketing is not working. But you drill down and you, you refine your target market, you refine your advertising message, uh, and you can make them profitable across the board. Yeah, you know, Colin, you said one thing there a minute ago that I totally agree with, and I, I tell it to dentists and team members in dental practices all the time. And, Colin, and I think we've talked about it before on the radio show too here, Jonathan, is that the reason you do any type of marketing is to make the phone ring. You know, you just don't mm-hmm. get very many – dental offices don't get a lot of walk-in business. I mean, 99 out of 100 people are going to call before they come in. And, you know, one thing that I see, and I'm guessing that you see this as well, uh, lots of times practices put up barriers there at the at the front desk, at the person who's answering the phone, or, or the person at the phone just is doing a bad job of it. And so, you know, you might have a, a very nice uh, – campaign running, and they may be getting, you know, like this guy that you sit here got 164 calls last month, Uh, but what's really key is how many of those turned into appointments, so that's something else that the practice owner needs to be aware of, and like you say, if you've got three or four or five different campaigns going with different things, uh, you need to be sure you're tracking each one of them to see, you know, which ones, Don't, don't get mesmerized by the fact that you've just got a lot of new patients. Uh, you've got to really pay attention and, and keep track of this. And yeah, the, the three to one return on investment. I tell people all the time that's just the bare minimum. You know, if you're not getting at least three to one, something needs to change. Yeah, and uh, you know that that kind of segues into another interesting point of, you know, the phone call tracking is is more than just seeing you know numbers of what's generated. It's it's the bridge between your marketing and your practice. Um, and, you know, we record all of the phone calls that, that come through our Zetetics phone tracking system. And, you know, the, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, we, we are working with a new client we brought on about a month and a half ago. And uh, a couple weeks ago during our, our first monthly review call, uh, looking through the call tracking um, we found uh, about 15 phone calls during normal business hours. Uh, the majority of them were between 2 and 3 in the afternoon that were flat out not getting answered. Um, and, you know, we, we can pull this up in a nice pretty report on our system. And uh, we said, you know, what, what's going on here? Why are, you know, you're missing all these phone calls right in the middle of the afternoon? And the doctor, we're, we're on a conference call with the staff, and, and the doctor goes, well, you know, Shirley goes to lunch between – we try to stagger our lunches. Shirley goes to lunch at 2, and we've only got one person at the front desk answering the phones. Well, that's when you've got volume coming in. 
you know, that was when they they had one person at the desk trying to juggle too many phone lines, and they were missing calls. Yeah, um, surely on the diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, new patients, yeah, new patients aren't going to leave messages. Um, right. You know, right. maybe some, but you know, they're they're looking for somebody right now, and you have to have a way to boom respond and turn that into an appointment, or you know, they're going to the next result down the search page. Yeah. You, you, a minute ago, you said something about pay-per-click, and you said you'd circle back to that. What did you have in mind? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's been a big transition. Well, you know, like everything, it um, marketing tactics change. You know, markets become saturated, costs go up, it becomes less efficient. You've got the same pie that's being split ten ways instead of five ways. And that's kind of what's happened with pay-per-click. Uh, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009, um, even some markets, you know, a year or two ago, you had a few doctors that were running pay-per-click marketing. And, you know, you, you take a pie and you split it three ways and, and uh, everybody's fat and, and, and uh, satisfied. Um, then, you know, you have all these marketing companies that are pushing pay-per-click and promising these results. So now compared to three or four years ago, you've got 15 marketers in a given market area that are all doing pay-per-click. And, you know, the, the population hasn't grown that much. You're, you're splitting the pie that many more ways. Uh, so you take a doctor, I'll give you a, a real-world example. Um, you, you take a doctor that for the last several years has been spending, you know, 1000 2000 3000 whatever the number is, a month just on pay-per-click, and they've seen their returns diminishing because, uh, you know, where in 2009, 2010, they were buying clicks for a quarter or 50 cents or a dollar a piece. Um, now they're paying two or three dollars per click or maybe more. You know, you go to San Francisco or Chicago, um, you know, you can, you can hardly even get into the race for less than five or ten bucks a click, uh, which is, you know, just insanity. You know, keep in mind that's, that's not a phone call. That's a single click to your website. Uh, you know, fifty cents to five dollars is a tenfold increase or decrease. Uh, so you know, you take a thousand dollar marketing budget where you used to be getting um, you know two thousand clicks a month to your website. Now you're at five dollars a click and you're getting twenty. Um, you know, it's it's a a huge swing in the amount of traffic that you're buying. Uh, so in a lot of markets, what we see is, you know, guys have been doing that pay-per-click. It, it's kind of kind of reminds me of the Yellow Pages. You know, they did it for so many years, they, they're they scared to cut back because, you know, it, it used to work. And they, they, have, they know it used to work because it, it, you know, they've proved it. But now that things have changed, they're, they're a little timid, a little gun-shy to – to try new things, and they they're blowing this money, um, and you know it's it varies by market. I'm I'm uh, I feel confident saying this in most markets right now. Pay per click is not the best return, just simply because every marketing company in the country has been pushing it for the past three or four years, um, and it's it's just saturated. It's you know it's it's like anything, um, you know, get saturated. The the costs go up, and and uh, it's a, it's a bidding war. Uh, that's essentially what 
your Google AdWords your pay-per-click is. Okay, I have a question you know, on the on that pay-per-click because Colin, you and I had had a uh, conversation about that uh, back in, in when we were when I saw you in Destin, Florida, a few months ago. So mm-hmm. uh, this, is, this is probably a two-part question here, but the first part is you know a lot of emphasis it seems like on uh, when I when I'll, I'll talk to doctors, I'll be meeting with some clients, and they'll say, "Yeah, you know, Jonathan, I'm just I'm not on the first page of Google, or I'm I'm on the fifth page of Google." Okay, so the first part of the question is how big of a deal is it for these guys to be on the first page of Google? And, you know, when they search, for example, um, you know, uh, dentist in uh, Carlsbad, California, right, where mm-hmm. how, how important is it for them to show up on the first page uh, of, of that search result? And uh, the second part of that is how difficult is that to do without, do, without doing paperclip? Click. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to break that up into a three-part question uh, okay. because it's it's somewhat of a game. Uh, and, and I'll start with, with kind of explaining the how the game works. Uh, you know, getting to the, the first page of Google is paramount. Um, 90%, 90, 92%, I've seen different statistics, but it's overwhelming, overwhelmingly, Consumers do not click the page to, uh, and you're going to have uh, about a 65% distribution of clicks are going to go to the first three results, first four results on the first page. So not only do you want to be on the first page, but you want to be at the top of the first page because that's where the action is. Um, you know, that's the first thing people see. Um, that's that's where everybody is going to be clicking. Uh, so that's yeah, that's first and foremost, you've got to be at the top of the first page if if you want to be found. Uh, if you don't want to be found, yeah, page two is great. Um, you know, Colin, at that point too. I mean, I think what Jonathan was asking is about page ranking in terms of your generic ranking. If I'm using the right term there, I mean, I'm seeing pages now where there's so much of the of the paid stuff at the top mm-hmm. that, I mean, where we used to see 10 or 12 generic listings on a page, now there's so much of the paid stuff at the top that you're down to maybe only three or four or five generic listings on the first page. Oh, yeah. You know, correct me now if I'm not saying, if I'm not using the proper terminology there, but, you know, when you when you search for something on Google and what comes up, there's that little shaded box at the top, kind of yellowish, tannish, whatever color it is, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's yep. all paid listings. It is, and, you know, Google has experimented so much that some people it's a yellow shaded box, some people it's a blue shaded box, some people it's purple. Uh, oh. You know, Google, they, they test unbelievable amounts of data and yeah. uh you know they they test that um but yeah that that brings up another good point um let me let me circle back to the game i was chatting about um you know showing up number one on google paramount but what are you showing up number one for um and you have to understand kind of the psychology of how patients search to understand what you want to show up for, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, dentists think that 
you know, if a patient within 50 miles of them searches for dentist, that they want to show up number one for that, and, um, you know, that that's the holy grail. And that's generally not true. Um, patients, when they search, they're going to start out with a very general term, dentist, uh, you know, dentist in Dallas. Um, and as they learn more about the field they're searching in, you know, so they search for dentist in Dallas, and they they look at the search results and they scroll down the page, and they go, you know, I don't I don't just want a dentist, I want a pediatric dentist, or I want uh, a dentist that specializes in dentures, or you know, I'm looking for a dentist that uh, has a special offer right now that I can take advantage of, uh, or maybe they're looking for a family dentist or uh, you know, maybe they know they, they uh, have a root canal that they're having trouble with, an old root canal, and they want to know who is best to fix that kind of problem. So the consumer is very educated, and they're going to drill down into what they're looking for. So they might search, look at the results, maybe click on a couple pages, and then go back to Google and search again and search for uh, pediatric dentists in Dallas. Now they're getting somewhere. Now they're starting to find what they want, or family dentist in Dallas, or whatever, whatever it is that that consumer is looking for. They want to find exactly what's available, and you know, with the internet, it's really available at their fingertips. So they drill down and they drill down, and finally they find a result that that fits this idea that they have in their head, and they pick up the phone and call. Um, so getting to the search terms that people are actually ready to call is, is where you want to focus your money. Um, you know, dentist in Dallas is a term that, you know, you'd be lucky to get into the game on the pay-per-click side for 5 or $10 a click. Um, on the organic side, you've got 5,000 dentists that are fighting for that term. And, you know, organically, it's going to take a lot of time and money to get into that. Uh, and, you know, of course, a lot of time and money to stay to maintain a ranking in that kind of market. As you go into the subsections, uh, you know, going into what's called a long tail keyword, three and four word search terms, you can get into those games for a lot cheaper, uh, a lot less competition, and the, the ROI is just as good, typically better, uh, because you're not spending as much to get there. Um, and then as you build... Uh, the, the interesting thing with Google is Google has, has really gotten a lot smarter. Um, as you optimize for different terms, uh, say you optimize for pediatric dentist and you optimize for family dentist, uh, and then you optimize for cosmetic dentistry, uh, Google will realize that you're focused on those three terms and they will start to intermingle the search terms. So as you get ranked for more three- and four-word search queries, it now becomes easier and cheaper for you to rank for one- and two-word search queries that people are searching for. Uh, so it's, it's a, a uh, uh, kind of a, a blurring effect, if you will. It, it all gets blurred together, and uh, Google sees that, hey, these, you know, these, this website is ranked well for these three terms, now, you know, let's try them out and try them in some one- and two-word search terms. And if you've been working at it and you've got a killer website, um, 
and the consumers are going to respond to that. I know one thing that that you're you're doing with your clients, and I think this is something that maybe a, a lot of dentists up there, especially ones that I was referring to earlier, that you know put their website up five or ten years ago and haven't done much to it since then. Uh, but uh, talk to us for a couple of minutes about uh, having your site optimized to work on a smartphone, a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mobile mobile devices are huge. The the boom has already exploded. Um, yeah. You know, just like ten years ago, there were you know websites were the new craze, and and guys were jumping on that bus. Uh, the mobile websites, the bus has already left the station. Um, you know, people. Uh, there was a statistic on Google. Um, over the summer sometime, June, July-ish, uh, August maybe even, uh, that 52% of all local – let me make sure I get this right. Let me see if I can pull it up here in front of me. It was 52% of all local services were searched for on smartphones versus on a desktop computer these days. Well, so, you know, consumers looking for plumbers and electricians and dentists and any kind of local service are searching now on mobile devices, you know, iPads, iPhones, Androids, um, right. iPods, uh, instead of on desktop computers. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah I, remember, I remember even as, as, you know, as recently, maybe eight or ten years ago, as, you know, you'd be going through your day doing whatever you're doing, and, you know, if you thought of something you wanted to look up later when you got home on your computer, you'd make a note of it on something. You know, and I, I could on some days I'd have two or three or four things on there. Some days I'd have eight or ten things that I'd want to sit down at the computer later that evening and look up. And now, you know, if the thought flashes through my head, I just I'm immediately on my phone looking it up. And it's that you know, I, yeah. I heard uh, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, the the social media icon. Um, I, I follow him quite a bit, and he was talking it at. at one of his lectures, I saw him in person in Arizona earlier this year, and uh, he, he made a joke. Um, he said, you know, billboard advertising. He said, who looks at billboards these days? He said, people are barely watching the road in front of them over their mobile phone. They don't have time to look at the billboards. And it's, you know, it's the truth. We're, we've moved, we've shifted to a instant gratification society. Um, you know, we have a thought. It's translated instantly by our thumbs on this little touchscreen device, and boom, pops up, pops the answer. And you know, your website should have your mobile website uh, not only needs to pop up first when people search there, but you need to have a click to call button on your website. And your website pops up, and they take their thumb and they push call, and it automatically dials the number on their mobile phone for them uh, and calls your office. So they don't even have to, once they pull up your mobile site, they don't even have to, to thumb the number in anymore. Uh, you know, this generation of, of iPhone and Android users just clicks on the button, and it, it does the rest for them. That's great. What about uh, reviews, Colin? I know that's something that I, uh, I know that's good reviews and all or play some part in your page ranking, right? And then, oh yeah. Part part two of the question: What about these, you know, negative reviews? 
it, it seems like, you know, in most practices, even asking people to go on and write reviews, there's still just a, you know, not a big percentage of people that will go on and do that for you. But, I mean, you make somebody mad and they're instantly telling everybody in their circle of friends through Twitter and Facebook and everything else, you know, not to mention the fact that they can go on and put a negative review on a on a web review page. Do you see yeah. much of that going on? Oh, all the time. Um, I read uh, Dentaltown's online forums. I, I keep an eye on it. And um, a couple days ago, uh, you may have heard there's a, and this has happened a couple times, and it makes national headlines every time it happens. Uh, there's a, a dentist up in New York that is suing a patient because they left a bad online review. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a dentist out in Washington that did it last year and uh, ended up going bankrupt. And it, it baffles me that, um, you know, you, dentists think they can fight fire with fire on this topic. Uh, because it, every time it happens, it just makes national headlines and it's horrible, you know, horrible PR. But, yeah, um, yeah and, you know, I'm, as I'm going through this thread on Dentaltown, um, you know, there's there's a good number of docs that are responding and saying, I don't do the online reviews. Um, you know, I, I don't participate in that. I don't do that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't recommend it. I, I don't want any part of it. It should be illegal. You know, they shouldn't be allowed to post that stuff online. And, you know, I kind of chuckle, and, and I, I made a post, and, uh, you know, basically it's it's the way our society's going. Um, you know, the online reviews are here to stay. Whether, you, whether you're on the bench or you're in the game playing, the game is happening. Uh, the game is being played whether you're on the sidelines or you're, you're in, included, uh, or whether you include yourself. Um, and it, it is a huge part. It plays into the the ranking factor that that Google figures. You know how people are ranked on. Um, you know, good reviews you rank higher. Uh, lots of reviews you rank higher. Um, in fact, there was a Google actually had a bug in their algorithm about a year ago, a year and a half ago, where uh, they only counted the number of reviews people had gotten, a business had received, to determine their ranking. And there was a, a – it wasn't a dentist. It was just some, some random business out in California had like 20 horrible reviews, and he was appearing number one because he had 20 reviews and nobody else had any. Um, and uh, since then, Google's fixed that, and now it, you, know, they, you have to get good reviews to, to rank up top. But, uh, yeah, very critical importance uh, to you know, be playing that game. And I – I think one of the the cracks in the floor is that, you know, when you get a bad review, another big uh, complaint I hear is that, you know, dentists can't respond to it because it might violate HIPAA or it might violate some kind of confidentiality uh, with the patient. But that's not what online reviews are about. Um, you know, it's not about proving who's right or wrong. Online reviews are a way that, you know, if a patient didn't have a favorable, favorable experience, uh, if they didn't feel like they were treated right, they're going to talk about it online. Uh, and all of your prospects are going to see it when they search for your name or your business name. Uh, dentists need to be out there responding, not in a way to prove who's right or wrong, um, not in 
you know, you're not out there to to stretch your shoulders and and you know prove that you know that patient, you know that that insurance deal that that got fouled up. Um, you know, that was the patient's responsibility, and, you know, they signed the release form that says they're responsible for getting reimbursement from their insurance. That's not what it's about. It's all about customer service. Um, you know, in, in some ways, I feel like maybe my grandparents' generation is more equipped to deal with this oncoming social media and review uh, revolution than, than my generation is, because... My grandpa understood customer service. He understood that it's not about what you do. It's about how you handle and how you set expectations. And, you know, you get a negative review online, okay, you don't have to prove you're right. Um, you know, your, your front staff probably already tried to prove they were right, and that's why you're getting the bad review. It's all about customer service. Get on there, um, you know, make a, make a nice post, say you're really sorry, Come back, give us a second chance, call my cell phone directly, or if you know who the patient is, you know, pick up the phone after work one day and call the patient. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll use my own experience here. Um, uh, I got married uh, almost three years ago, two and a half years ago, and we used a, a local, uh, you know, tux place, uh, well-known, you know, rented from them before, had a great experience, and... Uh, for whatever reason, all the tuxes we rented fell apart. I mean, literally, buttons were popping off. The the little adjustment thing on the side of my pants broke, and I had to use a paper clip for my own wedding to hold my pants up. I mean, it was a horrible experience. And, you know, I, I, when I went to drop the tuxes off, I, I said, you know, this was horrible. And the girl at the front desk was kind of snotty, and she was like, oh, well, sorry about your experience. Well, that, that didn't satisfy me. Um, so I left them a negative review online. Uh, a couple days later, I get a call from the owner. He wanted to, to come in. He wanted me to come back and, and talk about it. Uh, I met with him. He, he made it right in my mind. Uh, he fixed the problem. He offered me uh, – he, he made it right, and that's what it's about. It's not about proving who's right and wrong. It's about customer service. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that's my – did I answer that completely for you, Max? You did, yeah. I would just add one thing uh, to that, Colin, and I don't think there are many doctors out there thinking about this yet, but I'm, I'm seeing it in some of the practices that I deal with uh, where if the practice, let's say the practice is seeking to hire a new front desk person or a new dental assistant or a hygienist or maybe even they're looking for an associate dentist to come in and go to work for them. Those people now are searching to see what kind of reviews you and your office are getting. And, I, you know, I know some specific cases where people have said, no, I don't want, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to bother to go there for an interview because they've got all these negative reviews. I don't want to work in a place like that. Yep. You know, so it's, uh, I think, I think, for the better, really, long term, if, if people really get their heads out and, you know, get with it on this, that this is going to improve customer service, hopefully, and, and it's certainly going to be a way to separate practices, so to speak, you know, the, the good ones that get all the good reviews from the ones that get the negative reviews. It's going to, you know, 
I would say that those people that are getting negative reviews are going to probably have to spend more and more and more dollars to keep their new patients coming in. <laughs> so, uh, I think we're about out of time. I just wanted to ask you one other thing, Colin, and I don't know how prepared you are to talk about this, and, and certainly I think we've shown here that there's plenty that we can talk about. Maybe we'll have you on again someday. But, uh, you know, without going into a lot of detail, I think you're, you're starting up a program. I don't think you're even advertising it yet, where you're going to give a little bit of a special break to a young dentist or a dentist that hasn't been in practice very long. Give us, a, you know, a thumbnail view of that, and then maybe when we have you on the show again, you can go into detail. Yeah, that's. Um, I, in fact, we're we're not even launching it until really next month. Uh, but I know I've I sent you over some details on it. Um, right. It's our our no dentist, our no smart dentist left behind scholarship program, uh, and you know what we saw was that a lot of dentists getting started, you know, coming out of school with debts and and buying practices, starting practices and equipment purchases, uh, you know, all, all the insanity. I, I don't need to talk any more about that. I think that's enough said. Um, but they, you know, they're looking at their marketing and. They oftentimes will choose a, a marketing place, uh, you know, based on what they can afford in today's world. And you know, it's like it's like patching a broken water line uh, versus you know replacing the, the section. Uh, you know, it's oftentimes not the best in the long run. Um, what we are going to be offering is a way that young dentists, new practice owners can get the solid marketing advice, uh, you know, get a website that is going to grow with them, uh, that is going to be something that they can expand on and is going to be uh, a platform that, you know, <laughs> let me, I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, a lot of dentists, they come out and they buy a little cheap template website for, you know, 50 bucks a month, whatever it is, no setup fee. And what they find is, is after they've been in practice for a couple of years, uh, that, you know, the, the template website doesn't have any ranking. And yeah, they had a web page, but it has no SEO. And yeah, you can spend pay per click and drive a bunch of traffic to it. But like I said earlier, the, the, the ROI isn't there in a lot of markets. So what we want to do is we want to get new dentists into a website, into a marketing platform that is going to grow and is going to scale with them as their practice scales. And, you know, we want to get in at the ground level. And uh, we are uh, going to be offering uh, a package, our Web 3.0 package, uh, for only for new docs, new practice owners uh, at a, a – on, on our scholarship program uh, for – I don't have all the specifics hammered out uh, just yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But over, yeah, over a 50% discounted rate, uh, basically oh. uh, it, it's at our direct labor cost. Um, we're not even paying to keep our lights on uh, so that we can get docs in at ground level. Uh, we can get them in a system that, you know, two years from now, they're going to have a, 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 a kick butt – ranking instead of two years from now they're starting from scratch again because they bought a cheap template website because that's all they could afford 
we want to get him into a a solid platform. Uh, so yeah, that's that's on the horizon. That's uh, great. That's great. Well, Colin, we we appreciate having you on. Uh, are there any any uh, you know quote unquote last words you'd like to say before we uh, sign off here? And also, I want to make sure that you give everyone your phone number, email address, and uh, and website information for them to contact you. We'll also have Colin's contact information on the. Uh, description of the radio show on the website as well so uh, you can click directly on that link to get to Colin's website but Colin why don't you give us a few closing remarks and uh, and then your contact information for everyone to get in touch with you yeah if uh, you know if, if you're a doc that is uh, not getting results from your website or you don't know what results you're getting or you're not happy with the results you're getting uh, I, I leave my phone line open to you to, to give us a ring. Uh, we offer, a, you know, no obligation, just a, a free consultation, 15-minute chatting uh, to see what you're doing, where you're at, and where you're trying to get to. Uh, my direct line is 502-509-1413, um, and that will ring right here at my desk. Uh, what I uh, uh, promise is that I, I – can't always answer all the calls live, but I do promise to get back to you uh, within an hour is what I shoot for. Uh, so if you have any questions about uh, your website or marketing or uh, are looking for some direction on how to find the patients that you want to attract, uh, feel free to uh, give us a call. And that's smartboxwebmarketing.com, is that correct? Smartboxwebmarketing.com, that is correct. Okay. Great. Well, Colin, we really appreciate you being on the show with us. Um, you know, I know you've done a lot of work with Max. Uh, you and I have have spoken several times, um, and uh, you know, you're you're one of the good guys. So we're we're happy to have you on the show. Uh, again, we'll have links to Colin's uh, website, and in addition to email address and contact information for Colin on the description of the show page. So please check that out and uh, give Colin a, a call. And uh, Max, anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? Nope. That's it for me. All right. Well, we we uh, appreciate you for listening, and uh, we'll talk with you, we'll talk with you guys next month. Thanks, guys. Sounds great. Thanks for your time, guys. Bye.